0: Okay, so we're gonna pick it up from Daf Ayin Dalin Amid Aleph. We're up to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this: Shemaris Yavim, a woman who's waiting Yavim, bein Yavim bein Yavim, whether she's awaiting Yavim by one brother or two. Meaning she's married to Reuben. Reuben dies, and before she does Yavim, there's two. There's either one brother, just Shimon, or there's two brothers, Shimon and Levi. The Halacha is Rav Yafir. Mer Rav says either Yavim can annulify her vows. Meaning. Um, the Gemara at first is going to think that it means that the brother, or either brother, can nullify on his own, and it's kiilu she's married. But the Gemara's conclusion, so we'll just go with the conclusion. The conclusion is that it's um, each one can uh, is treated as an aurus. and the same way an aurus has either uh, is a combination of fifty percent aurus, fifty percent father. So too it is over here that it's uh, either Yavams, the chiddush is that either yavam can nullify her vows. Meaning each one is treated like an engaged. of Rav Yeshua says, I agree if there's one Yavim. So you could say she's engaged to one Yavim, but if there's two Yavam. How could she be engaged to both? If it's one Yavim he could he can nullify the vows. But not not two. So the Gemara, the Mishnah continues. Rav Kiva Oymer, Loi disagrees. He says that a Yavam's engagement, a Yavam's zika, a Yavam's connection is so weak, it's not even an artist, It's not even engaged, and therefore Rav, Rav Kiva says, No, a Yavam is not able to nullify the vow. So Amr Rav Elazar, Rav Lazar, who says that either it could be ten Yavam, each one can nullify the vow. Says Rav Lazar. What what's my khajman? He says, Ma'am Shakanu Now if every wife who you could acquire on your own, right, you acquire them. the aris so an engaged couple, which they met which means their relationship was based on human interaction. And still, he's able to nullify the vows. So, Yavama, which is given by God, because Hashem, you know, created this zika. Didn't she have, of course they could nullify the vows. So, that's his argument. He says, no, over there it's stronger, because he, he found her on his own. It's a stronger connection. Why? Because no one else can marry her. Meaning, when you have two Yavamas each one can marry the woman. So how could you say there's such a strong connection? Meaning, an orus can nullify the vows with a father because they're married. Why? Because they're the only one for each other. So you're going to try to compare them. when there's two yavam, when there's two yavam, there's two men who can marry her which means by definition she's not married to anybody because if she was married to somebody they wouldn't be able to have another person marry her. So how could you say in the case of two Yavama how could you say each one can nullify when there's two Yavam? which means there's two options to marry her. Each one can marry her. Not both but either can marry herself. Either can marry her that means that neither is, is officially married to her at that point so neither can be made for the Nader So that's why Rav Akiva is against the concept when there's two Yavama. So Yeshua says So Rav Yeshua says you disagree with Rav That Rav felt that there's two yavamim, each ye, each yavama that's waiting ibam, can nullify the vow. So you disagree because you said if there's two, you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterback, you got two people who can marry her. That means that she's not married. But what about me? Right? Rav holds that when there's one yavam, then he could nullify the vow. So it says Rav Akiva, your argument. Displaces Rabbi Lazar, who said there's two Yavam, but for me, when I said there's one Yavam, what, what's my problem? What's the issue with that? He says the difference is an Uruz, someone who's engaged, can nullify the vow because they're married. A Yavam is not really married, even one Yavim, Why? Because the halacha is, the Gemara is going to explain, but I'll just say it. The, the Rashi brings it out that when a woman is engaged, if she lives with another man, it's adultery, she gets killed. That's real marriage. But when it comes to the yavam, even one Yavim, if she marries someone else, she's over love. Again, it's not allowed, it's over but it's not it's not death penalty. So because it's not death penalty, then they're not really married. Let's start the Gemara. See, I have a three-way mahlekas or a loza or a whether a, a woman awaiting ibam can the yavam yavam waiting ibam can he nullify the vows? Rav Kiva says no. Rav Yishuah says yes if it's one. Rav says yes if even if it's two. So Bishleimir Rav Kiva. I understand why Rav Kiva holds that the yavama the yavam can't nullify the vows. in zikah. He doesn't believe that the relationship is strong enough to even be considered married at all, even engaged. Nothing. I understand. Rav Yishuah. says that you could nullify the vows when there's one. because he says they when there's one they're connected, when there's only one option, they're connected, and they're, it's Kila, they're married. El Ravaleza, my time, the, the, the strange thing is Ravelozer, because Ravelozer, Raveliezer, zika. even Raveliezer holds that waiting Yivam is as if you're married, you can't be married to two people. Ein Brera, you can't be married to two people, so how does he explain how when she's waiting two Yivam, two, two people, that that either one can nullify the vows? it doesn't make any sense, you're not, you can't be married to two people. So the Gemara says Amravami Kegoyin she maimur. The case is, it, 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 you're right. When she's awaiting yibum and there's two brothers, of course the two brothers can't. It's not that either can do Yib, uh, can nullify the vows. It doesn't make any sense. The case is where one of the brothers did maimer. If you remember from yibum, maimer is uh, a rabbinic kedushin. Right. The halach is that when a woman waits Yibam, when she when her brother when the husband dies, you either do yibum, which is just relations, or chalitza. The rabbis instituted a maimer. Which is to give a ring and say "Erimikadeshusly." When you do a mimer, that creates the relationship a little stronger. So it says Rav Liazah. The cases where there's two, but it's not either one. The cases where one brother did a mimer, and because he did a mimer with the yavama, there he could marry. There, he he can nullify the verse. For Rav Liazah, saw and Rav holds like beishamid. the am a mimer, koyin gomer. Bei holds that a Maimer affects a full acquisition, meaning that there's a Shailah in Yavamis of what a Maimer accomplishes. According to Bei at least according to one opinion of be Shammai, of Ami in Bei Ravami in Bei that when a when a woman does Maimer, she's fully married, meaning to the extent that she doesn't have Duhalitza do anymore. She could just give a get. So if you hold that a Maimer is a full marriage, it's mamisha a full marriage, so you have the Zika, and then you have Maimer, that's a full marriage, then you'd be able to nullify the vows. So that's Rav take. So, why does Rev. So, according to him, it's not that either one could do even. Only one who did Maimer could, could could be made for the, uh, could nullify the vows. So, why does Rev. against that? Rev. Yeshua, he says, Ha, yavam. He says, I only agree that a Maimer makes you fully married when there's one yavam. loy. But he says, But when there's two yavam, can't do it. I don't care, even if you did a Maimer, not good enough. Why? How could it be? You're telling me that after Maimer, they're fully married. What happens if a if the other brother gives a get, or if the other brother lives with her and performs yibum, the is you don't get the death penalty, and hey, it creates problems. Maybe it's an isurim, but she's again you have two brothers that are waiting to yibum. You have uh, Shimon and Levi. Shimon does a ma'amar with her. So you're saying according to Avliyaza they're fully married. He can nullify the vows. What happens if Levi gives her a get? She can't be with Shimon. That shows you that she's not really married to Shimon. It, even with a mimer, although you're saying she's married to Shimon, married to Shimon, if Levi the brother lives with her, or Levi the brother gives her a get, then her marriage to Shimon is disqualified. She can't do Yim anymore. See, so you can't have it that you're fully married if the brother can end your marriage by giving a get. So that shows you they're not really married. So that's Rav Eliezer. Rav holds that a mimer is full marriage. Rav Yeshua holds a mimer is not full marriage. And Rav Akiva sovereign secret. Rav Akiva holds this whole thing doesn't start. Rav Akiva holds that even, even when you're awaiting Yivam, that's not strong enough to, at all to have any nullification. Okay. So the Gemara says, now, this is... So what was the explanation? According to the Yezidatana, the reason why a Yavam, even if there's multiple Yavamas, the Yavam can nullify the vow. is talking about a case where... You're awaiting to Yivam, and one of the brothers did Mimer, and he follows the view of Ravami that a Mimer is a full marriage. Here's the problem. There are other opinions about what Mimer accomplishes, according to Beishamai. Rav Lozar in Yivamis, was on Amora, he says, According to Ravalozar in Yivamis, when Beishamai holds that when you give a Mimer, it doesn't actually make marriage at all. What does it do? It just pushes away um, the co-wife. Now, what this case is like this, it's a it's a bit of a complicated case. I'll, I'll just explain it very quickly and, and to the best of my abilities. You have Reuben and Shimon who are brothers, who are married to Rachel and Leah, who are sisters. Now, when those two brothers are married to two sisters, if one of the brothers dies, there's no Yibam because the woman falling to him is his wife's sister. The case is, though, you have Reuben and Shimon and Levi. They're all three brothers. Rachel and Leah are sisters married to Reuben and Shimon. What happens is, Ruven dies. So now Reuven's wife cannot do Yibam by Shimon, because Shimon is married to his sister, his wife's sister. But she could do Yibam, potentially, to Levi. So she's awaiting Yibam. She's awaiting. Then Shimon dies. The problem is, now Levi, both the wives falling to him from two different brothers, are both uh, connected, they're both sisters. Now, Here's the problem. You can't do Yibim to either because it's called Achos Zekukaso. It's a problem rabbinically. You can't do yibum. What would you have to do? Chalitza. You have to do Chalitza to both. Says Ravalazar, if let's say here's the case again, you have Ruben, Shimon, and Levi. Ruben and Shimon married to two sisters. Ruben dies. Reuven's wife is awaiting Yibim by Levi. If Levi does maimer, then they're married. Not married regarding not requiring chalitza. Not marrying regarding nullifying vows. They're only married so that when Shimon dies, Shimon's wife does not prevent Reuven's wife from being able to do yibum to Levi. Because again, if Levi did not do chali, did not do maimer, and then you have. Reuven's wife, Reuven dies, and then you have later Shimon dies, and they're both waiting to do yibum. He can't do yibum to either. But if he did Mimer to Ruven's wife, then he can marry Reuven's wife. He could do yibum to Ruven's wife and Levi's wife and, and Shimon's wife. He's exempt. That's the only thing that Mimer does. It doesn't make it that they're fully married. It doesn't make them married at all. It just makes it that that uh, that the the Maimer accomplishes that in this specific case, Shimon's wife doesn't stop Reuven's wife from doing yibum. Okay, so according to that. Why how could the wife how could the, going back to our original Kasha, we had a Kasha, how could Revel Yazar say that there's multiple Yavamas that the you could you can nullify uh, the, the both brothers can nullify uh, the vows? So we said no, it's not both brothers, it's one brother because he did a mimer, and mimer is full marriage. The problem is according to Ravalaz of the Atan the Amora, maimer is not full marriage. So back to the original question. You have two bro- two people waiting to do even How could how could, uh, how could uh, they nullify the vows? So the Gemara says, The case is where you have two, two, uh, two brothers waiting to do evil. One of them does Mimer. Mimer is not enough. But then he delays, delays, delays. She wants to either get married, do Chalitza, Yibam Chalitza, something. Takes him to court and he takes off. The Halacha is because he ran away from court he's obligated to pay for her as we saw in yesterday's daf after 12 months by an aurus, right when they're engaged it's split 50-50 the auris n- nullifies half the vow and the father nullifies half the but how, co- how what happens after 12 months and he postpones the wedding we said according to Rav Eliezer he has to because he has to pay her financially because he's responsible for her because he postponed the wedding he now can nullify the vows why because we said yesterday the svara behind, the reason why a husband nullify the vows is not just because it's the Torah says so, but there's a reason behind it. The reason is that, the reason being that um, when a woman makes a vow, she has in mind that it has to be al-das her husband. And her husband is the person who's taking care of her financially. So once the wedding is postponed, and the, and the aras takes care of her financially, the aras can now nullify the vows 100%. So too it is over here. The case is, we have two brothers waiting to do yivum. And one of them did a mimer, and then he took off. And now Besdin says he has to pay for her because he has to pay for her. She, he is now her, her his wife, his her husband, Legamri, regarding nidarim, and therefore you can nullify the vows. But Kain Shem Bedim is Chayv Mazonis, because our Pinchas Mishevi the Rabbin follows with Pinchas Mishevi the Rabbin. by Ederis that when a woman makes a vow, she has in mind to be to cover the person who that uh, have in mind that the, the the nether is Al Tanai that it's accepted by the person who 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 takes care of her financially. So that was the explanation, the case where he did a mimer, and then he ran away. Go to the next page, Tanan. Amr, Avalazar, Revliezer. So now you're telling me the case of Revliezer. We have multiple Yavamas, multiple uh, brothers, and we, we originally thought that either one could do can nullify the vow. We said, no, 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 only the one that did mimer. Here's the problem. What did saying say in, his, in, in the Mishnah? He says, Imam, when, when Revelezer said his argument, he said, Of course, the Yavam can nullify the vows, because he said, I'll prove it to you. If a husband who married her with his own actions can nullify the vows, then a Yavam who was given by God, all the more so. But if you're telling me that according to Revelezer, it's not just a Yavam, it's a Yavam that you did mimer, so what is he talking about that it was done by God? It's not done by God, it's done by people also. You did kedushin. In addition to you shall also If you telling me it's the Case where he did the Mimer, then why is he describing it that it was it was a connection made by God? It's a connection made by man, because he did Kadushi, he did Mimer. The answer is Konalasmidish. It means it started by God and then he continued it by doing a Mimer. Okay. Now we're saying right now, like this. According to Ravami, um, according to Liezer, it's talking about a case of Yavim we did a Mimer. So the boy You can answer Rabbah's kasha. What's Rabbah's kasha? What is according to Beis What does Maimer accomplish? Does Maimer accomplish erisin or does it accomplish Nisun? Now, what does that mean? Um, so the Gemara in Yivamis explains it definitely doesn't make you fully married by doing Maimer, but the question is, does it perform erisin or does it perform Nisun? How so? What's what's the what do I mean? What I mean is like this. Do we say that it affects Arison Meaning that it? You see, here's the thing. Normally, how do you how do you appoint? How do you do yibam according to the Torah? Husband dies, the brother lives with her. Relations. Whether he has intention to in make doesn't have intention. Relations. Now, every single wife. If you wanted to become kind of your wife through bia, you'd have to have in mind that it should be for nesu and for bia. So here's the shaila. Shaila is when you do mimer. Does Maimer make eris meaning? Does Maimer erase the fact that she's a Yivama and makes it that she's like any other woman that you just engaged? And therefore, when you live with her, you'd have to have in mind that I'm living with her aldas das to make a marriage. Or no. Maimer makes nisun. What does that mean? It means that Maimer is a continuation of Yibum, And if you live with her, you don't have to have in mind. Meaning, normally by Yibum you just live with her, you don't have to have anything in mind. Yibikaina. Of. By a regular kedushin, if you want to live with her and you want to accomplish something, you have to have in mind the kash is over here. You did a maimer. The question is, does that make her no longer Yevama? Is it that all of a sudden she's not yivama anymore? We're looking like any other woman who's got a kedushin, and now if you live with her, you have to have in mind, or no, it makes the suin. Uh, maimer is just a, a, a rabbinic requirement to to start the the the, the process, but. It's still regular Yim, if you live with her. So that's the kasha. Does Maimur make erisin or make Nisun, according to Beishamai? So the Gemara said Tish, the Nisun, Oisa, let's prove that it makes Nisun. Why? The erisin Oisa, here's the point. We said in the Mishnah that after Maimur, you're talking about a case after Maimur, and who nullifies the vow? The Yavim. Now, the Gemara right now thinks the Yavim nullifies the vow on his own. Why? Because it's Nesuin. Because if it's just Aresin, it shouldn't be the Yavim nullifies, it should be the Yavim with the Father. So the Gemara says, So if you're telling me that that, that Maimer just makes Eresin, then why does it say in the Mishnah that he nullifies the vow, it should be, he and the Father nullifies the vow? So the Gemara says, that's what we mean. That's what we mean. When we say in the Mishnah that he nullifies the vow, it doesn't mean he nullifies the vow. It means that he nullifies the vow. With the father. But uh, but it's really Areson. It doesn't he mean he nullifies the vow on his own. Okay, so we said before that according to Ravami, Revelazer is talking about a case where there's a Mimer, not but without Mimer, there's no nullifying the vow when there's multiple Yavams. Tanya Nami Rav Ravami, we have a Bryce at the back of Ravami that Revelazer is Dafka talking about a case where the where the Yavam did mimer. Why? Because what does the Bryce say? I'll try to point out where it is in this price. It's a long Bryce, huh? uh I'll try to point it out. Shemer is Yavam, you have a woman who's waiting to Yivam. Whether there's one brother waiting to marry her or two potential Yavamas. Rebbe Leezer says, yefar the Yavam can nullify the vows. Rebbe Shua says, I only agree if there's one Yavam, not if there's two. And Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva says, I don't believe that either one or two can nullify the vows. Rebbe Leezer says to Rebbe Kiva, Um-am shein b-shusay. Now every wife in ordinary marriage. You don't have any relationship with her until you give her a ring and do kadushin. But Mishabasu and after you make murloy, then you can now nullify her vows. Meaning you have a guy and a girl, they they have no relationship until the ring. And then once you give the ring, she can now he can now nullify the vows. So Isha, so this woman, who you're also giving her a ring, you're also doing Mimer, But before the Mimer, you were you you were you were drawn to each other by God. Meaning he's saying I'm talking about a case of maimer, So I'm talking about like any other marriage. Every marriage, you give her a ring, you can nullify the vows. So over here also, you gave her a ring. You should definitely be nullify, and it's stronger. Because over here, before the ring, you had zika. You had such a relationship. (laughs) Of course you can nullify the vows. By the way, pause. You clearly see from this breissa, he is trying to equate his case, which is post maimer to every marriage which is post-Kedushin. He's obviously talking about a case of maimer, And he's saying, if every marriage after Kedushin, you can nullify the vows, over here it's after Kedushin because it's a maimer, and, and and you had a relationship before, because you had Zika before. Of course you shouldn't be able to nullify the vows. So that was his argument. Ravakiva Ravakiva says, Ravakiva says, how can you compare the two? Every marriage after Kedushin, they're the only ones who can live with each other. But over here, there's another brother who could potentially do yibum or could potentially give her a get. If another brother can get involved, they're obviously not fully married. says to Rav Akiva, Akiva, you're only, you're, issue with Rav Eliezer is that there's two Yavamas, so because there's two brothers you can't really say you're married why are you against my opinion that one Yavam can nullify the vows? so Amr Lehi Rav says, my issue is not one Yavam or two Yavamas, I'm against the Yavams Legamri he says, I'll prove it to you even if Maimer was, was, even if Maimer was performed with her She's still not an erisa. Meaning, he's saying that a woman, even one yavam, is not the same even after maimer. Is not the same as the average marriage. It's not the same as an average uh, erisa, as we'll see in tomorrow's daf. Why? But Loshan Ben Ben Azay, upon hearing Rav Akiva's words, he said Chaval Ben Azay Rav Akiva Chaval Ben Didn't learn Akiva. Now, this is a long b'raisa, and this was to prove to you that Rav Liezer's opinion is dafka where you did a maimer. My, how do you see this? My Tanakvaser Ravami. Where do you see this from the Brisa? So go to the next page. So two answers. Diktani bein shasamayim um, mishloiyos maimer. First of all, Rav Kiva in his response said this is true whether you made maimer or not. You see that obviously Rav Kiva obviously a mission is dealing with maimer. That's first proof. In Resha, or even look at the Risha. Diktani mishanechus lershus nigmer aloi vidloy kadosh my nigmer maimer. Even in the Reisha, it's how I read the Brisa. Rav Elazar is saying. Of course you should be able to nullify the vows after maimer. mimer. I'll prove it to you. If every marriage where you start off with no relationship and then you give a ring, you're able to nullify the vows. This relationship where you gave a ring mimer and you before the ring you had a zika, of course you should be able to nullify the vows. It's clear from his argument he's talking about a mimer and that backs up rav- um, Ravami. I'll stop here.